Welcome to the Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford podcast. Life is difficult and trying to live it to the fullest while constantly second-guessing yourself and feeling stopped by regret or painful experiences can take a toll on anyone. Do you want to get unlocked and see for yourself the beauty that life has to offer? Are you ready for aha moments and strategies to propel your business and family into a world of health? Then you've come to the right place. Join Dr. Shannon Crawford, a licensed psychologist, leadership consultant, conference speaker, and CEO of Crawford Clinics located in Dallas, Texas, as she shares her expertise from her life's commitment to helping you, the CEO, therapy client, parent, and teacher alike, identify and remove the unconscious blocks hindering you from thriving in your potential. We will also have amazing guests with incredible stories, rich knowledge, and keys to help you get unlocked today. Let's get started. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford and my amazing guest that your jaw will drop is Tosh James. I met him at a conference and as he was explaining and articulating the way that the blood is actually our key factor in health, I was astounded. And I can't wait to hear more as he unpacks stories and helps give us principles and ways that we can live in intentionality to be as healthy as possible. Thank you so much, Shannon. So it's an honor to be on the show with you. And it, it, we had fun getting to know each other, hanging out with friends in California. So I'm, I'm so glad we got to connect again and visit on this. Yes, it's incredible. So you're a concierge clinic. And you've worked with royalty, with professional athletes, celebrities, and housewives, I'm sure. Uh, so the whole spectrum. And can you unpack for us what is different about how your clinic approaches holistic health? Sure. You know, we're a wellness consulting company, consulting firm. Um, a lot of what we do is inform and educate because... Mm -hmm. One of the things I say when I start every conversation, whether I'm talking to a scientist or a doctor or just everyday people is we're created by our designer, yet we are programmed by our environment. So we could take a brand newborn baby yeah. and, and start teaching it that a, a car is an airplane, right? Mm -hmm. And we keep telling that baby it's an airplane from day one. It grows up and believes for it to be an airplane and it starts telling everybody it's an airplane unless somebody corrects the baby to say, I don't know who told you that, but that's not an airplane. That's a car. That's what it's, it believes. That's its belief system. So this has happened so much in, 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 in our personal lives, mm -hmm. uh, in, in the body of Christ, right? You know, as the church keeps telling us what's possible and what's not, and we need to go back to the word of God to, to see what is really possible, what Christ said. It's like I said, what all that matters is the red letters, you know, let's sign off on that. So same thing with, with the body is we have been trained over the last 100, 200 years mm -hmm. on what's possible and what's not possible with the body. Yeah. The life's in the blood. The answer's in the blood. The blood will never lie. If you know what to look for and the blood can fix anything. Mm -hmm. So part of it is the proper evaluation process. Europe, Asia, even South America, they look at the body different. They look at, look at it as God's design, that it's healing as we sit here. Is when somebody says to me, I'm, I'm detoxing or I'm going on a detox. I'm going to go do a cleanse. It's kind of an oxymoron. I understand what they're saying, but it's like you and I are sitting here 
cleansing and detoxing right now. If we weren't, we'd be dead. So <laughs> someone says that, all they're saying is, I'm just going to help my body. I'm going to do better than I have been doing is what they're saying. So first of all, the evaluation process, there's specific things you have to look for in the blood. You got to know what to look for in the blood. You got to know how the markers are talking to each other, what organs they're referring to. So if, to understand what's happening today, the, the blood will tell you today what's happening today, but you've got to know what to look for, which is number one, which is a lost art. Unfortunately, most healthcare professionals in the modern world around the, around the world that I speak to all the time, that is not their mode of operation. I just sat down with a physician 30 plus years. He's about to retire. One of the top guys in this field, he came to me for help and he wanted me to help him do the testing and teach him about what we do. And I sat in his home and walked through the, his own blood work with him. And his answer to me was, in all the years in school, in residency, all the years in practice, in my own practice, and in all the hospitals I've been in, nobody's ever taught me how to read blood work like this. Mm. How is that even possible? So when the evaluation process itself is skewed a little bit and it's not on target, then the rest of the path is off course. And then one of the examples I use is if a plane leaves LaGuardia and it's one degree off course and it's headed to Miami airport, depending on which side it's, it's off course, one degree, it's gonna end up in the ocean when mm -hmm. it gets there. So yeah. this is what happens is from day one, from the, from, from the get go, yeah. when we're off on how the evaluation's done, mm. The mark is not there to know exactly what's going on to go down the next step and the next step and the next step. So that's primary for us. Yeah. So that that's primary for us. So we try to gather as much information as possible. Mm -hmm. We do something called life mapping from the day you're born to the day you get to us. So let's say you're 39 years old. I want to know as much as you remember and as much as you can find out from your family, your friends, your parents, What's happened with you emotionally, physically, spiritually? Because when we look at something and go, how did this happen? Yeah. Well, there's things along the way that caused that, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's emotional trauma or physical trauma. So that's important to know what all that's happened. When, uh, how, when was a tipping point? What all led to the tipping point and what was a tipping point? Mm -hmm. It's like I say this all the time. Stage four cancer doesn't happen overnight. Cardiovascular issues don't, don't happen overnight. Um, autoimmune situations don't happen overnight it's been happening for a long time it's been happening for 10 15 years you just didn't know it was happening you just yeah. it, it manifested itself one day right mm -hmm. so evaluation is very very key the next step is now understanding what the body's processes are in the simple process is we ingest we digest we absorb we nourish the liver we nourish the bone marrow this is it. This is science. It is that simple. So whatever you eat, drink is what's helping your body fuel. So if you keep poisoning yourself, if you keep contaminating yourself, at some point that vehicle is going to go off course. So it goes back to my last statement about cancer and infections, all that happening over time, not overnight. 
So, so can you unpack for us? Because a lot of people hearing this could go, I'm not poisoning myself. What are ways yeah. that maybe we're unaware that our food and our water, our air, all these things could be toxins. Now, one, I want to give a caveat that this is not medical advice. And two, we don't want to spread fear. We just want you to be aware of being a good steward of your health so your body can take care of you in the future. So what are some of those ways that we may be unaware of? Yeah, absolutely. You know, in the in the 70s, packaged foods got accelerated. I even remember being overseas, even my own family being so excited about, oh, there's these packaged foods and shiny packages. You know, you don't have to prepare as much anymore. Well, there's a danger behind that, right? It, it, they can be, um, they can lead to cancer. They can lead to cardiovascular disease. Why? Because it's not real food anymore. It's been sitting on the shelf. And even at the core, when it gets started from the time it's being created, it may not be a, a it's a food product. It's not real food. So the other thing I say is we got to go back to Eden, right? It's like the garden. We have to go back to what real food is. So we, you and I could go to the best steakhouse in the DFW area, $200 steak, right? It, it's like we're in the matrix when the mechanic is sitting in the, in the restaurant with, with the bad guy. And he's eating a nice juicy steak and he goes, this looks like steak, it tastes like steak, it smells like steak, but I know it's not steak. And this is what's happening to, to us today is we're just not eating real food anymore. So we, whatever, we have to stop making excuses and say, I am going to go find real food because either you do it now or you're gonna have to do it later. You know, another one of the things that happens, if we ate like we're sick, we would never be sick. Because when you're sick or when I'm sick or we happen to start getting sick, we're not telling our friends, to go, hey, would you bring me a chicken fried steak and, uh, and a, it's like, bring me some chicken noodle soup, hey, bring me some hot tea. If we just did more of that and be conscious of that, that's in, everything that's entering the body, the temple of God, then we will never get sick. I would love for you to maybe share some history, some context, and then lead us into more about like how the body is designed to heal itself. One of the stories that comes to mind is a German doctor years ago um, was given a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So again, we've already said we're not giving medical advice, right? Yeah. But diagnosis is not always the final answer. When they give you a diagnosis, I always tell people, look, go get a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion. Find mm -hmm. out. You know, yeah. I had a friend that was told she needed a full shoulder replacement and that was the first and it was from one of the top guys in the field that's just what he does he does shoulder replacements mm -hmm. so I asked her to go get several opinions she went and talked to six different medical doctors that are also surgeons mm -hmm. and at the end she ended up not getting any procedure they all talked about it and they said let's see if we you can heal first so if she had one with the first opinion, see what I mean? The evaluation that was given and first opinion, she could be further down the path with surgeries and trauma from that. And today she, she still may need surgery, but at least they're giving her a chance to heal. And she's like four or five weeks into it. And she's not even a, a client of mine. It's just, I just said, just go get more opinions. And she went and talked to six different people, all surgeons, all MDs. And they all talked about it because she was apprehensive to do such a, an invasive procedure. And now they're finding out her body is healing because she's in her late 30s. 
So mm-hmm. now in her 70s, it's her body is regenerating, repairing, rebuilding. So this doctor in, in Germany was given a diagnosis. He's, he was told he had cancer and he only had a few months to live. So he started sulking and, and fear came upon him and he basically checked out. So what he decided to do was he went in and checked into a monastery up in the mountains. This is in Eastern Europe. Oh, wow. And and he and it was it and fortunately for him, uh, they were a group of spirit-filled nuns that were in the monastery. So once he checked in, like, well, what's going on? What's happening with you? Why are you somber? It's like, oh, I'm I'm dying. Uh, I'm gonna be dead before winter. <laughs> so well, they all started laughing at him, and he got he got a little perturbed because he was like, why are you laughing at me? I told you I'm dying. Yeah. And they said, well, the only one that knows is that guy. Mm-hmm. And doesn't matter what anybody else says doesn't matter if it's the best doctor in germany mm. so he said look do you want to live and he was like oh, yeah i guess of course i want to live he said no no do you want to live mm. and he's like yeah he was kind of a little confused about what they're questioning and he said okay we will help you we will pray for you we will we will cook for you but you and we will give you some things to do but you have to do your part you're gonna you're gonna have to have the will to live Mm. so this starts on and he you know he's a he's a grump you know and he's he's already made up his mind that he's dying but these these nurse uh, these nuns were were stern and they said look you got to go get water every day you got to walk you know a mile go to the well get the water come back and you got to go chop wood because winter's coming we need wood for the fireplace you got to chop all the wood and he first he fought them he's like what do you mean I'm sick. I'm dying. I have cancer. It's like, do you want to live? I said, yes. Okay, go, go do this. So they made him do this almost every day and he started getting better. And here's the, in the physical, this is what's happening. He's starting to move his body. He's renewing his mind. The blood's starting to move, starting to regenerate, right? Even if he did have cancer, the body's fighting by design the way God created us to. So months go by now it's the middle of winter and he starts writing his memoirs the journals all of this stuff and they're doing their part they're cooking for him they're making him work and they they're there in meditation with him and winter passes snow falls off and it uh, it runs out and he comes down for the mountain to get, get checked out and uh the doctor says what do you mean you have cancer we can't find anything everything's fine there's nothing wrong with you right and uh, and he says okay i got to go to the city so he takes the train into the city to germany to see all the doctors that told him he had cancer and they look at him going what are you doing here you're supposed to be dead <laughs> so this guy yeah. recovered completely yeah. so it's it's very important to understand how god designed us not always take the first opinion um cuz god has the final answer and we're here to recover we're here to repair we're here to yeah. re- regenerate so, but we have to do our part Mm. And I think we live in a culture that, um, whether intentional or not, I'm not trying to make that statement, but there is a lot of money to be made in a culture of sickness, where we're treating sickness and infirmity, instead of treating um, our souls with stewardship of how do I honor my body as a living entity that I need to be able to have my next thought, 
drive cars, make sure that I'm stewarding my relationships well. All of that takes a lot of neurochemical energy. It takes um, protein and um, amino acids. We need this in our body, but most of us run ourselves like bicycles where we just use willpower and we eat junk food and we have a mindset of just pop a pill, good or bad. I'm not saying a statement about that, but just kind of this like topical approach that we're not really intentional about, I need this body to be healthy in my future. What can I start doing now? Just small little adjustments. And what would you say are small things that we can kind of get unplugged from the matrix metaphorically of mm. a culture that's kind of sick oriented versus how do we live in wholeness proactively? Yeah, we should have to go back to old cultures. You know, one of the things um, happened in the 70s as well is we stopped moving. There's so mm -hmm. much machine and yeah. robots were starting yeah. to do things for us. Um, and we started sitting and working versus moving and working. Yeah. So there was an article back then, I think it was called uh, Smoking is the, uh, sitting, sitting is the New Smoking, yeah. right? And we sit so much. So the simple things everyone that's watching this can do right now is make sure everything that comes into your home now on food-wise is real. That's it. You can call it organic, non-GMO, non-GMO project. There's so many different names for it. Yeah. Be responsible for the food that comes into your home to be real, whether it's potato chips or bananas or a steak or whatever, chicken, it doesn't matter what it is, make sure it's real. Your your favorite snack, you can go find it real. Favorite dessert, you can go find it real. Then your body at least understands and goes, I, I know what this is. I can process yeah. this. Yeah. And one of the examples also gives of people say, maybe you put a lot of sugar in your coffee, but it's raw sugar. So I could put four to six uh, packs of sugar on, in a large coffee and my I'm not diabetic because my organs understand it. They can mm -hmm. process it. Diet. But my old organs are also functioning properly as well right now. So mm -hmm. they can break it down so fast. I'm not mm -hmm. going to end up with stones and gallstones because it's real sugar. It's not fake sugar. It's not processed sugar. Mm -hmm. Anything processed, your body has to reprocess and break it down. And it just it's an overload of the organs. Um, quick example. I had one of the NBA doctors call me a few years ago and uh, one of the top 10 guys in the league was passing kidney stones and gallstones, and they couldn't figure out why. I mean, this is like A-class athlete, world-renowned, in the league, playing ball. And and I already knew what the answer was. I said, okay, call him and ask him how many supplements he's on. They call him, and they call me back, and they said, oh, he's on like 40 supplements. I said, okay, problem solved. Get him off every supplement he's on. Whoa. The body can't process it. Tell him to get off everything for six months. He can afford a chef to cook for him multiple times a day. Whatever he wants, you know, high protein, whatever, low carb, dessert, whatever he wants. He, at least it's real food going in the body. Yeah. It's letting the body rest. You know, it takes every 90 days for a new red blood cell to be produced, every three days for white blood cells to be produced. Let the body work and let it process all the stuff out of his body and he'll be fine. So this that's number one is we have to bring real food back into the into our community. So what do you mean when you say real food? Because maybe a lot of people listening, they're like, of course, I eat real food. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's say a steak, right? So, it, you know, people say, oh, I'm, I'm eating a grass fed steak. Well, all cows are grass fed, <laughs> but a lot of them are injected with steroids, antibiotics. They're they're feeding on grass that that has pesticides in it so we're ingesting all of that yeah. so the the 
the best thing is go get wild meats, like hunted meats, right? Whether it's um, elk or deer or buffalo, any of that stuff that's like truly wild. They're great. They know what to eat. They could actually even eat something poisonous and eat something that is something else that they, but the way God designed them, they know what to eat Mm -hmm. to mix it together. And it's good for them Mm -hmm. versus us giving them something that is poisonous and they have nothing else to mix with because they're in a confined environment, right? So that's, that's number one is we have to go back to eating wild meats or find farms and communities that are growing meats that aren't tainted with all the things we just talked about. Yeah. And that goes for everything. You know, one of my, yeah, dairy, Every Mm -hmm. I love raw milk. I Mm -hmm. try to go find farms where they have raw milk, where the cows have not been subjected to all of this. And I drink, and that's a great example. When people come here and ask you about lactose intolerant, I said, look, Mm -hmm. have you ever had milk from a a, a cow that's never been contaminated? Like, no, try it first. A lot of them, when they do get a chance to go try it, they come back and say, oh, it's fine. I said, yeah, because you weren't lactose intolerant. You were chemical intolerant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a little bit of the narrative of real food. So potato chips, Pringle, I used to, go through a whole thing of Pringles in one sit down, right? <laughs> so a little confession there. But now there's whole food stores that have the similar type that are all organic and clean and, and made out of real components that make up that chip. I don't still go through a whole yeah. thing in one sitting, but it's a replacement for me. Hmm. And I think looking at the ingredients, right, it can say organic and it can be marketed as something healthy, but be aware if that ingredient list is pretty long and you can't pronounce most of the ingredients, that's probably a red flag that it's been genetically modified or there's some kind of a large preservative amount that your body doesn't recognize. And if your body doesn't recognize it, it immediately will go to autoimmune like, oh gosh, we got to like fight this. And so every day we're bombarding our bodies on accident, just because we don't know any better. And we're taking in things also drinking out of styrofoam, especially if it's hot, we don't realize that that's chemicals. Whenever you have something hot, it leaches. So if you have plastic water bottles that if it doesn't say BPA free, it's leaching the plastic or the styrofoam into your food products. So you may be doing your best. And this again is not to overwhelm, but just those small little rudder changes can make huge impacts, especially if you're doing it preventatively thinking, I want to like enjoy my nineties. I want to have so much joy and mobility and be salsa dancing when I'm 90. So in order to do that, I reverse engineer and move backward and go, okay, how much am I sitting all day, which my profession, you know, many of us, we have to sit, but how can I now steward moments to try to take stairs instead of the elevator to try to go on a walk in my neighborhood? Or if I have something that I can do while walking, like a phone call or something, let's try to be moving the best we can. Let's be aware of our water source and how much fluoride and chlorine and all of these things that were intended to be good at one point have now backfired and we're realizing it causes thyroid issues and all kinds of health issues, which then relate into mood disorders and other health conditions. So I love what you're saying, just these micro little changes. What are some other things we can be doing? So just piggyback on that, the microwave, you know, we we get so used to the microwave. So you could have, you could go get the real food and you make yourself a meal, you take it to work, you microwave it, you just radiated your food. Yeah. So 
find a different way, get an air fryer or get a little convic conviction oven it works, something to warm up the food better. Mm -hmm. Like at home, I have not used a microwave probably since 2006. It doesn't even, I don't even have a microwave. Yeah. So when I want food, I always have two, people laugh at me because I have two or three skillets sitting on my stove. Yeah, I do. It takes a couple of more minutes, yeah. but if you got burners, it warm it up and then I eat it. That's, that's just how I warm up my food. Yeah. So microwave doesn't even exist in my life. Mm. Um, thing is when the microwave was created years and years ago, um, in the monarchies in the Middle East, the king actually had to sign off on the use of the microwave. So most people don't know that. It's a little history lesson. So that tells you that how bad those are. A anything in small quantities, okay, but we, we're in a culture where we're using it every day and we're radiating our foods mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. We're taking the nutrition out of it and we're radiating. So it, it's mm -hmm. a double whammy. We got to take that out. And you talked about movement. That's the other thing we address with a lot of our clients is do something, anything, because we're constantly planning. I'm going to plan on get a gym membership. I'm going to plan yeah. on going on a run. I'm going to plan on stop planning today. Start walking 10 minutes a day. You can do that yeah. in the morning, at night, just set a timer on your phone and walk as fast as you can, mm -hmm. fast as you can, whatever that pace is, right? Yeah. Before you work or when you wake up in the morning, just go outside, you're getting some fresh air, whatever fresh air that is, mm -hmm. and go walk 10 minutes and then do the same thing at night. It's co compounding interest works both ways. Mm -hmm. So if you do that over time, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, people start seeing differences. So yeah. that's a big thing you can do as well is moving the body. That's huge. And I've shared it before on this channel, but when I was like, I need to work out the Holy spirit, just popped the idea in my head of look on YouTube. Like there's a million free YouTube exercise videos and I don't pay anything. I just get to watch this video work out alongside. And I do recommend using weights because you want to strengthen that skeletal system and your muscular system. And that helps hold everything in line. You need your neurotransmitters throughout your body, communicating and not getting pinched and sedentary. So by moving, using weights, cardiovascular hit routine, which is high intensity interval training. Those are great things that can take 20 minutes in your day. And if you time block wisely, you can plan ahead and start to build that in and enjoy that time and know that you're getting compound interest for the health yeah. and the salsa dancing in your future that you want to be doing. So let's yeah. plan ahead and not take for granted that I'm healthy now. So it doesn't matter, but let's really be strategic that we live in a culture that a lot of things on accident, I don't believe the nefarious belief, but just that it's really setting us up for convenience, but not health. Yeah. And so in culture, you know, we had bloodletting where they used to put little leeches and they'd take your blood out. That was yeah. the normal way to treat sickness back in their day. And now we've come full circle that we put a lot of toxins in our body as a way to try to kill a disease. And again, not right or wrong. We're just recognizing what are ways proactively that we can steward our health. What else would you say, Tosh, in helping yeah. people steward their health? Yeah. So the interesting thing you said about leeches, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the reason they were doing that, there's always reasons. You know, we think of these things as weird. They, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. access to back then. The interesting thing is they understood how the body worked, meaning they were pulling this blood out, but the bone marrow is regenerating and it's producing new blood because mm. it has to. 
Yeah. So this is it's kind of like it was self-transfusion is what they were doing back then. I so didn't they know were that. so they yeah, they're getting the old blood out uh-huh. and they didn't have needles all of that back then, which kind of it's in its own. You may be better off with leeches anyway, even today. Just kidding. But bone marrow is regenerating and it's producing new blood. The white blood cells are being formed every three days. The red blood cells every 90 days, even though one's being born every day, the new ones are coming three days, 90 days from now. Same thing from platelets to stem cells, all of that that's being born within that within that region. Um, and just and, and as far as movement, find something you like doing, whatever it is, right? So I've tried everything. I've tried going to the gym. I've had the memberships. I paid for six years and went maybe three months kind of thing. So I finally just went back to my my first love, which is basketball. So I just have a ball in the car and I have some gym clothes and I'll go shoot for 30 minutes. And that's become my thing. So Mm -hmm. I don't have have any excuses. I'll go outside and I'll shoot hoops for 30 minutes, shoot baskets. I run up and down the court wherever I'm at. So I'm getting a little cardio in. I'm getting strength training in as well, you know, shooting jump shots. But I just, I know I'll do that for 30 minutes and I've moved my body, I've moved my blood. And Nepal, I was there in three times in early 2000s. One of the things I noticed was we were up in the mountain, 6,000 feet. There's 60 and 70 year olds chopping wood, gathering wood, climbing up and down the mountain. They don't have any hip pain. They don't have any knee pain because they never stopped moving. Mm, Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. So I know that we're going to have to have another conversation because we're running out of time for today, but what are your last thoughts? What are your takeaways that you would love for people to know? Sure. One of the things we just released, God asked me to start talking about this more and more and more. And I appreciate you giving us this time on the platform Mm -hmm. to discuss a lot of this is, um, God said, look, my generals are dying. My captains are dying. My body's deteriorating mm-hmm. and I'm not coming back to a sick church. We got to fix this. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. And uh, he had given me a food plan for our clients. You know, people that come to me usually already have uh, cancer, autoimmune, cardiovascular issues. It's severe conditions and they're willing to do whatever I'm asking them or telling them to do, right? Mm-hmm. Help everything we're talking about here. And I created a food plan that God gave me step by step by step that we've been using for years. And we would just give it to everybody on a PDF and they would follow it on a checklist. And a few months ago, we published that. It's called Life 120. It's a 120-day plan. Everybody can do that. It's you, you don't need to buy any product. There's nothing more to do other than do life just the way you are. You're going to get the real foods and then follow this plan for 120 days. And the reason 120 days is back to the the bone marrow the white blood cell produce white blood cells every the bone marrow produces white blood cells every three days the red blood cells every 90 days so when you go through this process you're giving the body the opportunity to produce healthier better cleaner super white blood cells and red blood cells which is what your body fights with this is what Mm -hmm. your body repairs and rebuilds with yeah that's so good. And how can they find your book and your clinic and connect and hear more? Sure. They can go on Amazon. The book's on there. Uh, our website is uh, toshjames.com. If you can go to that, you can contact our office and they'll send you some information and they'll answer any questions you'd like. 
And then if you're ready to do a consult, we can do a private consult and then walk you down that path of either proactive health, or if you're already in trouble, you're dealing with some severe conditions, we'll discuss that and take you down that path of evaluation and proactive and, uh, and, and trauma, urgent care, whatever that you're already dealing with, with your primary care or your specialist will work alongside with them to help you with that. I think that's so brilliant because when our family was walking with my mom through cancer diagnosis, you feel very disoriented and you're kind of relying on this medical team that you don't really know. And I love medical. I have great best friends that are medical doctors. Um, but when you're in that moment of crisis and you don't really have like somebody who to walk with you through all those decisions, I love that it's almost like you're a concierge that you can like walk alongside. You're not replacing medical, but you're saying, Hey, let's also be wise stewards of helping your body get into alignment to heal itself instead of just relying on a first diagnosis. And then the first medical treatment that's offered, let's think through all our options and we will support you as you do the medical route, but also making sure that we're supporting the body to heal itself. I love that because so many times when we're walking through sickness, our brain is already flooded. We have way too much cortisol. It's hard to think through our decisions and we're just blindly trusting. And we don't necessarily know like who to talk to and how to flesh out all these decisions. So I think it's really wise to have someone like you and your team that can help walk with people through their their journey on the proactive or in the immediate care needs. So thank you so much for being our guest. Tosh James, you are fantastic. And I hope that we can connect again. Thanks. Thank Bye everybody. <laughs> and we'll see you for the next episode. Thank you for investing in yourself, your family, and your team. We are honored to serve you and your vision.